Welcome to the Momgasm Podcast. Blending motherhood, self-connection, sensuality, and pleasure. Normalizing what it means to be a mother and a sexual being. Welcome back, fine folks, to another hot new episode of the Momgasm Podcast. This week, we had the pleasure and privilege of sitting down with fierce queen mama Juanita Gallagher to talk about her experience in raising and supporting her amazing trans boy Echo. That's right. And we talk about all of her triumphs and her struggles raising Echo and what it's been like for them together going through this transition. So tune in, buckle up, and enjoy. You might need tissues for this one. So last time on Momgasm, <laughs> do you remember who said the blah? The blah? Do you remember, Sarah? No. You recorded it, and what, what I feel like you episode? don't remember. Oh, suck you by. Suck you by. Oh, yeah, suck you by. That was a good one. Suck you by, nice. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Sorry. So off pitch there, friends. Please don't. Please don't include that shame. Anyway, we're here with one of my favorite fucking humans yeah. ever. 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 <laughs> and we are using your name, yes? Yes. <gasps> I don't do much in secret. I like that. I don't either. <laughs> this is why we get along so well. <laughs> anyway, I feel like I should say that I'm Lindsay before we get too fucking deep into this thing. Before we get a half hour deep into this thing, because that's usually our benchmark time where we introduce ourselves. This is Sarah, by the way. Hey! <laughs> and on the third mic as our special interviewee today we have my name is Juanita and I don't know what else I know that you want to put that mic a little closer to your mouth (laughs) (laughs) you want to get it so snug that that it's like giving it a BJ you're you're like you're okay you're at the (laughs) approach of makeout like you know that 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 like anticipatory moment of like I feel your breath, but we haven't touched yet. Yeah, you just sat right off in there. This is how we describe how to get good. Yes. You can just burp mm. into it if you want. Maybe get a little lick. I don't know. I really wish I had to fart right now because I would totally try <laughs> and get that on on audio for everyone involved. Welcome to Mobgasm, where we contemplate <laughs> farting into microphones. Among many other things. Uh, I'm really excited, though, because today... You are sharing with us some of your journey as a mom, primarily, but a mom of a pretty fucking cool kid. Of a really fucking cool kid. He's so cool. I love He's so much cooler than me. <laughs> He's, I, I, see, I can't say yes to that because I think you're pretty fucking cool. But he is. he's like, I'd say you're on like a coolness level <laughs> together. I feel like mom cool and kid cool are just totally two separate things. Are they though? Yes, absolutely. The mom mom realm and kid realm are two totally different things. I'll never be as cool as my mom. Like my mom is just like a particular type of mom cool. And I feel that about all moms. I feel like there's just a level of mom cool that no kid 
can reach until they become a mom or a parent or caregiver. And then they're in the realm of parent and caregiver coolness. Maybe I'm just making all this up. I don't know. Maybe. I, this feels like <laughs> such an intense thought. It's intense because it's like verge of day one of my period and all my thoughts are intense. Ah! <laughs> so I digress. We thought it would be cool to talk to you specifically. Well, that's good. Well, that's good because I'm here. Because <laughs> here we are. <laughs> and I did get the best compliment this week that my kid has my heart. He does. So I was crying in my shop at work as my bookkeeper therapist told me that my kid had my heart and there is no bigger compliment. So I did something right. You did. You've done more than something right. Are you Mm. fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. So many things. things. (laughs) So what makes your, well, many things make your kid super fucking special. So special. But what brings us here specifically is your journey as a mom of a trans kid a trans parent oh 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 that took a really long time for that to land fully in my brain i was like transparent why are you see-through was the first thought yeah and then it took a while and then it was there yeah (laughs) this is any indication of where my brain is also tonight good it's good (sighs) (laughs) collective sigh collective sigh anyway this is something that feels incredibly relevant to what we talk about because i mean most of us that listen to this here show are parents or who know parents and i feel like i mean at least in my world like having having the thought that at any point in time one of my kids could come out as gay or trans or anything anything is there but it's it's there in such an obscure way that it's not something that I've given a lot of thought to outside of like well obviously I would love them and support them in whatever the fuck they want or need yeah but it's like the I feel like there's so much more that comes with the actual reality of living that, which is why I'm none really of us expected it until it until, was there. Until it was there. Until it was there, and and mm. it has been there for how many years now? Three ish. Yeah, he I was, wanted. He I, was sixteen, so probably fourteen. So we're probably coming up on the third year. Wow. Wow. So you had like no idea at all. None. <laughs> none. none. And I like to count myself mm. so perceptive, but none. So he's in grade 11. So this happened in grade eight. Is that three mm. years? Yeah, I think Does that so. Yeah. Like that sounds like, I was like, that yeah. sounds like yeah. three years to me, but I am also not known as a math whiz. Mm. He first said Neither. that he was a couple, but a month before he came out as trans said that he was gender fluid kind of teary hey mom I've got to tell you and I'm like of course you are um transgender was a different ball game Mm. Mm. from gender fluid I feel like yeah I I don't know like why did that feel like such a different shift for you because he'd always been rather gender fluid 
Like I always tell this story about how he lived for two years in a Buzz Lightyear costume. <laughs> Sick choice. Like gears and would only be called Buzz. But then that alternated with a little Hawaiian dress from The Gap. I just tried to drink from my mic. (laughs) You got this. I literally just hit myself in the face with my mic before I realized that it was not my water. I'm so sorry to interrupt that moment. Fuck. But I also felt it was something that both of you would want to know. (laughs) Sorry. So, yeah. Two years in a Buzz Lightyear costume, insisted to be called Buzz, so like fluid, has al- had always... Had always been that way, mm. but that was just a way of life at our house, but it wasn't, oh shit, my body is not mine. Yeah. Mm. Totally different ball game. Yeah. So, went from, just got a lot more serious. Mm. Suddenly, when your body's wrong, yeah, then I like to wear whatever I want or be whoever I want. Yeah, is different than my body's wrong. Yeah. Damn. What was your initial reaction then? He sent me a text. <laughs> he came out in a text. He came out in a text. It's funny because there's a whole bunch. I've got a trans parents group that has been my lifeline through all this, and. She, we can go around the table and they've all sent text. Really? So now our phones beep and we're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> right? Um, I'd always called my child my best girl. And we had gone to our favorite local diner. We'd gone to the Westlip. And I said, it was a good bonus day with my best girl. And I got a text that said, can you not call me that? <gasps> call you what? And he said, a girl. Or can you not? But I don't, I don't want to talk about it. So I slammed my phone down and marched upstairs and said, we're going to talk about this now. And he said, well, remember a couple weeks ago when I said I was gender fluid? Well, I'm not. And I'm trans. And I said, okay, well, what do you want me to call you? He said, well, I don't know. And I said, well, boy, girl, pigeon, I don't <laughs> care what you are. And P- pigeon. So... At that moment, we decided on, I think we decided on little love instead of best girl. And that kind of stayed. But it was very, don't tell anyone. Mm. I don't know about, I know that I am. But I'm not ready to tell everybody Mm. yet. That's a big secret. That is a big (laughs) secret. That is a very big secret. It's a very secret. Um. Yeah, so it took, it was a few months before I was allowed to sort of divulge, mm. you know? Um, but he started high school, so that would have been probably just after Christmas of grade eight, and he started high school the next year mm. as male. Mm. Same name, which was kind of, what's the word? Gender non-specific. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but started high school as male, so then everybody knew. Hmm. What 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 went through your your head that night after that initial conversation? You go downstairs, you go back, and do you remember? I remember thinking his life just got a hell of a lot harder. Mm. Mm. 
his life just got a hell of a lot harder. And I bet he was thinking that too. And he probably thought that too. And that's a huge thing to be able to articulate to your mom. I don't, and I just remember thinking that I'm glad he did it. I'm glad he was able to say it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm really, this isn't my, this isn't my ball game here. This I've got some time. shit to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. There was, and I, it's so, I mean, you and I have known each other for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And I remember so many of like the early day conversations and the wealth of knowledge that you started to absorb and dig into you and also like the feelings that you were unpacking in all of this and it was honestly like one of the most beautiful things to just witness you step into this like well I don't care I signed up to love my child through anything and no matter what and I will do and figure out and find out anything and everything that I can so that I can do that this is still my human yep you know Fuck, I wish everyone had that attitude and that approach. And it's, I mean, like, were you ever, or are you ever worried that you're going to fuck it up when it comes to, like, I mean, I feel like we all feel that in a lot of ways when it comes to just parenting in general. But do you feel that, like, this has added any more? Yeah, added pressure. I'm a better parent because of it. Mm. I don't think that I'm going to fuck up being a parent of a trans kid any more than a straight cis kid. It was just a new learning curve. Like you're saying, I had to go out and find out all this stuff I didn't know about. You know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was advocating for my regular old teenage kid, but it got a lot more specific really quickly. Mm. You know? Doctors and hormones and endocrinologists and life, school. Mm. And I remember that first day, like, I know he told that first even couple of weeks, first couple of days, I knew that he had told me and I knew that he hadn't really told anyone else. But when he started telling, like he told his best friend and I remember thinking, this kid's going to school. What's going to happen to this kid at school? So I pulled the mom card and I marched into school. And thank God my friend was his school secretary at the time. And I marched in and I'm like, listen, (laughs) I've got a trans kid and you're here and I'm not. You need to watch out for my kid. Yeah. And she did. That's amazing. And she has since come out with her own non-binary kid. Really? Mm. Yeah. So I've brought her to my parent meeting and stuff. But like, it was just a, it was scary in those first Mm. you don't know how to I feel like there must be so many unknowns to you like there's there's it's a whole new world whole new world you know wow I don't know though you don't right like I don't I don't I do I do from like being being involved in your life and being yeah. a friend and like you were knowing there your you son were there the first day that I went to school and they're like or I went to I went to yoga rather yep and they're like how's your kid I'm like a boy yep and that was my answer and everyone was like well shit I'm like no yep <laughs> and I remember I remember like sitting there and asking you and being like 
how are we feeling about this? <laughs> like, what? What is? How is this? Yeah. What does that mean? What does that look like? What's going on? Yeah. Are you okay? What? Yeah. Right? And it's, I mean, this kind of ties into something that I wanted to ask and talk about. I mean, especially around things like when he um, finally made the decision to change his name, for example. Like, what, or did you have any sort of, like, mourning process of, yes. like... That was my biggest when I first, and, and back to yoga, I went in and one of our teacher friends said, but, but don't you miss your girl child? And she cried like three classes in a row because she said, but I'm sad for you. And I said, but it's still my human. Yeah. You know, um, the name thing was the morning part. You know, there was the first little, like, are you worried you're going to fuck up? There was those first days, like you said, Sarah, what are those first there was a lot of wrong pronouns because I'd mm. had 13 years or 14 years of saying she. Yeah. And I didn't mean to be hurtful when saying she, but it's like. Muscle memory. It's, it's muscle memory. It's heart memory. It's just what you've done for 14 years. Yeah. Um, the name was difficult because that's the name I picked. Yeah. yeah. And I picked that name to not. That sounds ridiculous now, but I, that's the name I picked that wasn't a super girly name or a super boy name yeah right and i'm like why couldn't it mm. fit yeah it was a very sort of androgynous name so why can't you keep the name my dad will gave you yeah like but um, i picked it for, for you, you. <laughs> so so that was more the morning process was the name more yeah. than still my human was yeah. right there but mm. the name was very difficult and uh he sees the trans health team through the IWK and they gave me my own appointment that day when it yes. started talking about the name because they're like, you can't just lie here. Not that I couldn't, but they're like, it was supposed to be his safe space. And yeah. suddenly they're like, and he's like, well, I want to change my name. And I'm like, sobbing. <laughs> right. They're like, how about you just have your own appointment, darling? <sighs> and so they unpacked that a little bit they're like yes it's a gender neutral name yes you gave it to him but that name even if it isn't very feminine that name is tied to 14 years of yeah femininity girl yeah right so he let me pick his new name sort of yeah we did the whole like as if you're getting a new baby oh the baby my lists god that's so cute and it like do you like this no do you like this? No. And he went through his choices. And then I found Echo on a list. And I'm like, well, you're a musician. So it kind of fit. And I never even made the connection um, to his name being musical until he got a scholarship to summer rock camp that next summer. And someone said, that is the best name for a musician we've ever had. We've oh. ever heard. So then that helped too. You know, I was still... Mm. kind of grieving the name thing but when it sort of clicked that it fit so well it was yeah. a little easier to deal with that's it's it's so interesting because it's like you you hear like the part of your story and it's like I'm immediately trying to sit and think like how would I feel if one of my kids came to me um and told me that they wanted to change their name or that they were going to change their name, whether it was because they were trans or not, just this decision. Of when like, I was 14 or 15, I'm like, I hate my name. No one can say it right. No one can spell it. Yeah. You I know. would there there. I definitely would be like, what? 
I know. I've I've often thought about this scenario of like Henry or Roland coming out as trans and them getting rid of their name and even just thinking about it now, there's like a gut wrenching yeah. like <gasps> but I we picked those names before you yeah. when you were in my belly. Like th- to fit yeah. you, we thought of you in my belly and what what name would suit you and even now looking at their little faces, it suits them, but if one day they come to you and they say it no longer fits me anymore, mom, I, I need a new one there. But it, it, it's, it's a weird, weird yeah. feeling yeah. as a mom, it's a weird feeling. I don't know, but it's, it's you just see your name. child right in front of you when they're still there, but they're yeah. not there. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a new one. It's like an evolution of who your child was in a way that you never imagined. Pictured. You pictured yeah. your kid growing up. Yeah. You just don't know what they're going to grow into. That's very true. And I feel like that's true no matter what. what? Like there's, there is an aspect of knowing your kids. Like they definitely come full personality from day one. Mm -hmm. And then we have the pleasure of watching them develop and grow into that personality. But as far as like who you love and like how you identify and how you show up in the world beyond like those first few years, I don't fucking know what that's going to look like. And and I firmly believe, like, my philosophy uh, when it comes to, like, making children is, like, before you make a fucking baby, you better commit to love that human no matter who the yeah. shit they are. Period. Full yeah. stop. If you can't be in a position where no matter what your child says to you or tells you who they are, that you can't love them unconditionally, don't make a fucking baby, please. And I keep thinking that I'm just so glad that he can tell me things. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, I, I because I'm seeing other kids and, you know, they're not. And I'm still he still tells me things and I'm still blown away that he's telling me things. Yeah. So that that's my that's my grateful that he can that he wants to. That's one of the things that I admire honestly the most about the relationship that you have with your son is just how open um your lines of communication and trust are like it's so damn beautiful to like witness and see because it's not it's it's something that I hope to have with my kids hope to but I'm also like it's not what everyone has wild card bitches right it's gonna be different for everybody and there's not one one right way to keep lines of communication open with your child and like i'm so tempted to ask you Juanita, like how did you foster that <laughs> right i also wanted to ask but that. it's like it's gonna be so completely different for me and yeah. my kids but i think the number one thing that is probably for every parent is just to keep loving them just to keep listening just keep giving them the floor to to say how they feel and listen I think that's the only thing we can do. And like there will be other ways that we can foster those lines of communication depending on what their interests are. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's like just keep showing up as that parent that listens. Yeah. You know, just being there and not necessarily reacting. Yeah. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm trans and I'm like, so? And? (laughs) You know? Do you want fries with that? Like you hungry can i feed you i love you do you want to go back to the diner so we can post about it again and i'll tell you something different 
Like, let me just edit that for you. I'll just edit that post. Wow. Has there been struggles though? Besides, so we we talked about you mourning and like grieving the name. Was there any other like struggles for you between you and Echo and his journey? Like any difficulties between us? Mm. Not really. We've made a pretty good we've made a pretty good team. Good. The usual teenager, I don't want to clean my room. Yeah. <laughs> or I don't want to do the damn dishes, but nothing. Mm. Nothing substantial. Mm. What would you say has been one of the biggest challenges for you through this process? One of the biggest challenges is that everything is taking such a long time. Mm. And when he first came out, my first, you know, one of the first reactions, are you sure? Of course, right? That's everyone's first reaction. And my parent group echoes that everyone's like, are you sure that you're trans? And I remember asking him that right off the bat. And his reaction was that I was sure before I told you. Mm. I didn't want to tell you and be sort of fickle and then change my mind. He said, I wanted to be positive before I told you. It took forever to get into the trans health team. It took forever to get into the endocrinologist. It's going to take forever to get him into top surgery. Though, this, they've just announced, you may know better than I do exactly what the specifics are. I don't know the specifics, but Nova Scotia now covers um, not only like top surgery, masculinization, but they now cover breast reduction for Mm -hmm. non-binary people. So we're not quite sure. He met with his trans health team today and asked them, but they don't really know the specifics yet. Very exciting, though. He's only 16, but I mean, this has been three-ish years, and you can't get on the top surgery list in Nova Scotia until you're 18. Ugh. You can't even get put on the list. You can't even start the process till you're like 17 and a half. Um, at 18, there's probably going to be a several-year wait list. Yeah. So the challenge is that I don't have, you know... 12 or 15 grand to take him to yeah. out of mm. province to get it done right now. Hmm. That's probably the biggest. Because with binding, with, mm. you know, well endowed, like, like his mom. Like his mom! <laughs> <laughs> Which was a problem from the beginning anyway. This is your fault, I kept hearing. Um, but it's just hard to watch him in pain and be so uncomfortable and not yeah. be able to do, not be able to do anything about it. Yeah. You know, take him to get a massage on his back or take him to Cairo or, you know, but there's nothing I can do that's going to speed up the process. Mm, and it's hard works. to watch your kid in pain from anything, let alone physical pain from his body being wrong. Mm. So that's probably the biggest. Mm. Fuck. What's been your greatest point of joy in watching your son kind of fully step into himself? The first day that he ever wore a binder was the truest smile that I probably had seen in years. Because he looked in the mirror and looked more like, you know, he'd, he'd already cut his hair short. He'd already changed his clothes. But that first day when he looked in the mirror and actually kind of looked like himself. Mm. Yeah. 
That's beautiful. For those that are listening to this and have no idea what a binder is, um, do you want to explain what a binder um, is? A compression garment, like a sports bra times a million, to compress so that you have a sleeker, flatter silhouette, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Ties them titties down. Yeah, and they're awful. Yeah. You know? He probably started binding in March. By June, started complaining of back pain. And that was, you know, two years ago, three years ago. So it's just the, we're getting there. You know, he's got a great trans health team. He's seen the endocrinologist. He's been on hormones about a year and a half. So we're getting there. Mm. But there's sometimes, you know, you just have to have that little talk that we're getting there. Yeah. I know. I imagine like it must. I mean, it's. I imagine it's hard for you to kind of witness him have to wait his way yeah. through this, but I can, I can't even imagine mm. what it must be like for him to kind of be in that limbo space. Yeah. I can't either. Fuck. And you know, it's, it's 12 or $15,000 that. Holy shit. Wow. Or wait. Yeah. Or wait or wait. I can't even imagine that to be waiting years to be able to do something that makes me feel safer in my body. Yeah. Makes but then I'm seeing other people, um, other kids that are waiting to get on testosterone, oh, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, look how much farther you are than you were. Yeah. yeah. You know, your voice is deep and you're hairier and you're, mm. you know, like you're miles ahead of what you were. Right. You're miles ahead of the people that are still on those waiting lists. So be grateful for those little things. Yeah. Also, you have like a supportive, supportive as fuck team of people yeah. Yeah. behind you, which yeah. so many so unfortunately many don't have. Unfortunately mm-hmm. don't. I have feelings about that, which I've already expressed. <laughs> Me too. Fuck. And in advocating for him, I've now want to, you know. I called them my translings. <laughs> I often have a house of my little trans kids, you know? And it's like, at least you have a safe space here. Yeah. That's the one thing that I, there's a lot of things that I love on the, from an outside perspective, I love about your relationship with Echo. But I have noticed through Facebook, through following you, that you are welcoming all these other kids into mm-hmm. your house. And like you just said, providing the space for them. And like, that is that right there shows how big your heart is Mm. and it also shows how upsetting it can be for these other kids to not have those spaces at home and it's it's not shocking that there's still homes like that it's not I mean within our community it's something that we talk about that we accept that we advocate for but there's still a lot of households that are against it yeah and well i mean you could use the example of like even within my own family like at any point if myself or my siblings had come out as gay or trans it would have been like let's go straight to bible camp and like pray the gateway yeah I, I don't know if my mom and dad ever thought about us becoming trans. I know they definitely thought about us like growing up and becoming like if we were born homosexual and coming out as homosexual. But I don't think trans. I don't know. I've never talked to my mom about that, to be honest. One of the scariest parts of this journey and my parent group 
used to always be like, have you not fucking told them yet? Was my fear in telling my own late 70s, early 80s parents. You know, do you even know what transgender is? Yeah. Yeah. Right? You know, and I remember... I remember telling my mother, and she's got a lot of mental health issues, so we'll give her that. And my dad was 80-something. Um, and my dad, I remember saying, whatever, whatever makes the child happy. And I remember my mother asking, like, we gave her sort of a day to process. And then she's like, what's he going to dress like? Is he going to dress like those people on TV? Which Ugh. we took to guess. We, we took to, to mean, was she talking about drag queens? Ah! <laughs> so now we all say, we, we, it's sort of an ongoing joke that all three of us, his father and Echo and I, are going to show up in their nursing home and drag one day. Oh my God, please do. <laughs> I want photos and video of that moment, please. But that was the scariest because it was like, what are they going to say? Yeah. You know? Would they even know what it was? Yeah. Small town. Hmm. You know? Hmm. Are there even any gay people in their town, let alone, you know? Yeah. Right. Small town, Nova Scotia. Small town. No, small. I was going to say. Small town, New Brunswick. New Brunswick. Oh. Smaller. Quainter. Smaller. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Like when I go home now, you know, you walk into Tim Hortons and you're like, Who's who's that city folk? She's got that weird hat and she's wearing tie-dye shoes. You know, she doesn't belong here and suddenly I've got this trans kid here. Oh, you're just disrupting. You know. Disrupting everybody with your existence. Disrupting. Fuck. But they, they came around, you know. That's awesome. Good. Took a while. She couldn't remember his name. That's fair. I which was which was really sweet because after a while it took her took her a while to sink in and then she started calling him her little man because she couldn't remember what his name was. That's adorable. <laughs> so for Christmas that year he gave her a picture of himself with his name <laughs> written across. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's funny. Oh, that's really funny. So on their like little table in their room is a picture with Echo written across <laughs> the bottom. Oh, in case that's she, in case so she ever forgets, you know. So cute. That's my grandchild, uh, uh, uh little, <laughs> little man. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Oh, that. let's talk about sex, baby. Of course, because we have to. Because we have. We to. have to. Um, what? How have you had to expand your kind of sexual education knowledge in order to better support your son? I have a wealth of gay friends and a wealth of straight friends. But trying to figure out, just asking, you know, okay, so you're a boy now. Tell me what your preferences are. Mm. And... He's primarily gay. Thank you, Tim, for the primarily. That's Tim gives you the but primarily in quote. Um, I love Tim. We love Tim. And uh, just learning, just asking, not assuming. Mm. Um, asking him what he needs. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to tell this story now? <laughs> oh. It was my proudest. Okay, he's going to kill me for saying this. <laughs> um <laughs> I love you, Becca. Um, that he still 
talking that he's still asking for things yeah or that he's still asking and that he's still talking in general and you know i would ask and he was pretty much primarily thank you tim um interested in guys and i said well you know it doesn't you're 14 or 15 or 16 you don't need to run out and you know explore on your own first you know figure out your own body whether it's wrong or not yeah you know? But I said my, and I told you this the day I think that it happened that my proudest parenting moment I do was that my this. child asked for a sex toy. Because what 16 year old, 15 or 16 year old kid is open enough with their mother to ask for a sex toy? Yep. This is my dream with my kids. This is my actual oh my God. dream that they will come to me. And, and when like, he asked, I'm like, I have to tell Lindsay. Can I please tell Lindsay? <laughs> I'm so glad. You just have to. Different avenues, you know? Yeah. Special shout out to Venus Envy for always being there, whatever we whatever we need. Yeah. Mm. And you know, I, from binders to books to toys to Packers. To Packers to patches on his jean jacket for flags for pride. Like they have everything that we've needed and an open space to. Yeah. You know? There if you're in I mean, I know we've talked about this before. We shout Venus Envy out all the time because they're the most incredible, comprehensive, supportive bookstore meets sex shop and like cannot say enough good about them. Mm. And it's like I remember being in high school and having like I I was a big um member of the gay straight alliance and i had lots of friends um within uh the lgbtqia plus community and we spent so much time at venus envy just like going and feeling safe there and being able to like look around and ask questions and like pick up books and explore things in a way that felt really accessible and safe and that's, and I've taken him, I've taken his friends. I'm like, oh, look, it's Juanita again. <laughs> you know, when you walk in the door. Um, but just asking what he needs or what he, you know. Have you learned anything wildly new in going down, I assume, the Google rabbit hole? I know we went down the fucking Google rabbit hole one day. That was real fucking wild in the middle of a coffee shop. <laughs> that poor waitress is still trying to recover from us. Um, there's a lot of sort of trans-specific, you know, binders, packers, trans-specific sex toys. Yep. Um, like, like, uh, what was the one that we were looking at that we were trying to figure out that day? It was a type of stroker or something. It's was a it stroker. Not? It's something that with, 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 um, testosterone, you're supposed to get some bottom growth. And it's something that sort of fits over your female parts to be a stroker to simulate. Mm. Mm. You know, so there's been a lot of sort of research trying to find, you know, or just listening. Can I have this toy or can I, you know, it's just different, different stuff. Mm. So thankful. Like, I think when I was a teenager, there was nothing like Venus Envy. Yeah. And I could never have asked because I would have been grounded or sent to church or something. You know? <laughs> sent to church. Sent yeah. To, you know Amen. that. You know that. Amen. 
you're so open like you're so incredibly incredibly open and ready to listen and ready to learn what was it like growing up in your household where you're not like that really (laughs) um very religious very very catholic sex was dirty Mm. you know it was like you know you'd have a boyfriend and they'd go to tim hortons and you know, you could make up for 10 minutes before they came home. Like, everything was a secret. There was no... They're good people. Yeah. Like, they're excellent people. They're good people. Yeah. But I could never talk to my mother about sex. Mm. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. around 16, I got a talk that was like, don't do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Only heathens do it. Yeah. Dirty people do it. Mm. You know, there was never... And again, small town. Yeah, you absolutely. know. One of my best friends was one of three black people in my city. There were no gay people. You know, I went to university and they're like, "Oh my god, you have gay friends." <laughs> what if those? <laughs> you know, <laughs> good people, but not very open yeah. in that respect. So I always wanted to. I wasn't going to do that. Mm. You know, you want to strive for something different, which I always said my goal in parenting was not to be what. That sounds awful. No, I didn't know. You want it to be different. I wanted it to be different. I wanted it to be open and not. Yeah. yeah. You're allowed to want. Like that. I got I got grounded because I had written a note to like somebody and said so and so was a pervert today at school. Like I grounded because I said pervert. Like, that's the kind of thing. Wow. So, wow. You know, wow, I couldn't wow. say shit. Mm. You know? So it's like, just to be open. Yeah. I'm sure you can resonate with that, Linz. Oh! 100%. Like, yeah. I, all, all of my parenting philosophies essentially have come from all of the things that I deeply lacked growing up and what I deeply like yearned for growing up that I didn't have and so same like I I know they loved me more than anything Mm. and they still do God love them yeah but you know well it's it's a different world too right they did the best that they they could with the knowledge that they had and that's like this I think the same way about my parents mostly there are it's why I'm so impressed that Mm at almost 80 and just a bit more than 80 that they're accepting and still love their Hmm. you know yeah because it could be totally different that could have gone like like i said my parent group they're like are you still talking about this it's been a year have you not told them yet Hmm. and there were many trips that we just couldn't you know Hmm. that we tried or it went badly or someone died or something always happened every trip that you know yeah i do know that (laughs) you know like how many people can die every time i go to new brunswick that will prevent me from having this talk but it's so morbid (laughs) it's awful but true it's very yeah it's it's yeah yeah (laughs) oh my god um fuck like i'm just i i love that we're sitting down and that you were open to having this conversation mm. i still want to have both of you on the show at some point oh, he's excited about because that like i think it would be so cool when for... you asked the other week he's like well that means i can go on too yes! but i love it because i think it's like 
I mean, right now the listeners are getting this kind of like one side of the story and yeah. your experience of what it's been like to parent um, your son. I'm just through as this. curious as you are as to what his side is. Right. Like. And so it's like to be able to like have his side and then also to like mm. share your, the dynamic yeah. <laughs> of the two of you, which is absolute fucking magic. Yeah. Um, I'm really, really, really excited about that. But before we kind of start wrapping up, is there any kind of, is there any, um, advice that you would have for a parent who might be suspecting that their kid could be trans or non-binary or perhaps even um, gay or bisexual or pansexual. Give them, give them the space. Mm. And that's all that it was. It's, you know, I'm not doing anything different now than I was doing five years ago. You know, there's been a wrench thrown into this. You know, I've had to advocate for something different, but it's still my human. Yeah. Are there any sort of um, resources outside of Venus Envy for anybody who's local here that have been really paramount for you? Um, The number one, and I've said it 10 times probably in the last little bit, this parent group that I have. We have a parent group that is... um, a counselor a therapist she's also a guidance counselor in the school system um a member of the trans health team with the iwk and a person who has started the local chapter of p flag so in town here so we have a parents of transgender and non-gender conforming Mm. kids and it's been invaluable these are my people Mm. because i didn't know you know, you don't know. And we've been there. We're, we're sort of like the old folk now. But you see new people that come in and they're like, okay, so my kid came out last month or two months ago. And they're identifying as as the other gender. What do I do? They don't know about the trans health team. They don't know about Venus Envy. They don't know about Binders and Packers. Mm. So they're starting at the bottom. And I had these people to ask those questions. And if they didn't have the answers, they found those answers. Mm. So if anyone needs these people, yeah, you know, reach out to you guys and we can put you in. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. We've gone online because of COVID. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. I mean, I miss my chocolate chip cookies. But, <laughs> you know, you miss your hugs and you're crying. And we can all, we do it online now. But it's just that one month, that one you know, Monday night a month where you could sit in the same room with people. And, yeah. you know, it's great that it's online, that we can continue it. But. Is there a link that we can put in, in the description of this episode? I'll find one. Okay. Yeah, that would be helpful. We can put it in the. Yeah. In, in the, the in description, description link. Yeah. Thing. Um, words. That, would that make show sense? notes. Show in notes. the show notes. Show notes. I can't find. We've only word. been podcasting for what? Like two, two years. years. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I'll find that and give it to you because that's been invaluable. Awesome. Support groups are incredibly You know, invaluable. and I'm like, who goes to a group, you know, to talk about feelings and not me. We do. Then, Momgasm Den. Yeah. You know? That's yes, the whole premise. There. So different though, you know, but it's just like, and Echo always laughs because there's a lot of times that we just sit around and say, oh my God, my teenager's an asshole. It has nothing to do with whether they're gay or trans yeah. or straight There's or cis just being or a dick. black or white or purple. You know, yeah. they're just assholes. And 
I come home now from that. We used to come home from the meeting and he's like, did you talk about us being assholes again? Yeah. 100 percent i did yeah <laughs> did it have anything to do with us being trans not really no just being, <laughs> a, being a raging it, teenager yeah yeah sometimes right. it does and some a lot of times it doesn't but yeah. it's just you know like there's been um a testosterone shortage really and since covid and things like that so if i we have some at our house but a lot of people didn't so you can call your group or go online with your group and say hey i need you know my tea shot is in a week any pharmacies have it mm. how long is the wait list to get into an endocrinologist where can we buy a binder mm. you know you don't know this stuff yeah you know this yeah. is the whole new ball game thing you don't know this stuff and it's invaluable to have people to ask this to yeah also just people to connect to that are are walking a similar path and experience it's like you i think back to like all of the parent groups that i had joined like when i was pregnant for the first time right like those just places where i knew i could go to um and absorb that kind of information and knowledge if i needed or be seen if i needed to be seen or ask the question if and i, I had still the have some friends from those groups you know 16 17 years ago when i was pregnant yeah but they don't know this they're they're not living this yeah you know they're not when your kid doesn't want to go to school because he doesn't want people to see him yeah you know because when covid happened and he could be home and without a binder and suddenly he's back to wearing a binder. Mm. And so his pain's increased. But there's also just, there's all these people looking at me now. Yeah. Or just little things you don't even think of. You know, the first, one of the first meetings of with the trans health team, they do um, letter of assessment to see if you're, you know, basically actually trans. Yeah. To, before they send you to the endocrinologist, they do this letter of assessment to see if you actually have gender dysphoria to see if you're you know they want to make sure this is the real deal before they send you off for hormones mm-hmm. yeah one of the questions being do you have trouble showering and these kids do yeah. you know how, that breaks your heart yeah that your kid can't shower without mm. that your kid's showering in the dark mm. as not to see you know yeah just things that you don't Parents without trans kids don't know these things. Yeah. And if you want to sit in a room with people and cry about it, then it's your safe space to do that. And someone always cries. Mm. You know? But it's... One of the leaders of the group said last time, you know, we sit even on our little Zoom meetings, she said, at the end of the meeting, it feels like we did something good. Yeah. And it does feel like we're doing something. You are doing something good, though, right? Like, it, I... Even just by you choosing to show up for your kid no matter what and, like, love your kid no matter what and, like, advocate fiercely for your kid in the way that you do and go to these meetings and see other parents and make space for other parents to be okay at doing the same thing. Like, that is doing something good. Mm. It still boggles my mind that there's parents that don't. Yeah. You know, some of my little translings and one <laughs> in specific. call them translings. And one in specific that doesn't, the parents haven't. Yeah. You know, it's been several years and his parents still won't call him he. And it 
just breaks my heart, but I can't show up on someone else's doorstep. Yeah. You know? I know, but you're still like... But I'm there. I'm that bloody mother with all the rainbows, you know? Yeah, you are. (laughs) All the rainbows and the (laughs) tie-dye and the purple and the crystals. (laughs) Love it. Fucking love it. I love you so much. I love you so much. Did you have anything... I'm just like I'm I the whole this whole conversation I've just been on the verge of tears. So I'm just over here a big emotional mess, just taking it all in, feeling all of it and thinking about my own boys and if they grow up and they decide that they one day want to be she instead of he and I I I hope that I have the same amount of grace that you have. Yeah. I do. Cuz it's funny and I don't know if you've ever known this, but you, for the viewers who don't know, Juanita, you know my husband, Oliver. And Oliver came home from work one day and he says to me, um, I need to tell you something. I was like, what? He's like, you know Juanita? I was like, kind of? And this is like right when you guys just yeah. started talking. And I was like, yeah, okay. He's like, yeah, she came into work today and we were talking and she let me know that that her child is trans now. And I was like, wow, really? She's like, yeah, you know, tell him, we're talk about it for a long time. And, and she just told me everything, how she's been feeling, how she's doing. And, and it made me think about our own, you know, Henry. Like, what if one day this was Henry? And we looked at each other and we're just like, well, I know that we would love him no matter what, no matter what happened. And since then, you know, we have crossed paths and I've been able to watch your journey. And it's just been incredible to, to like remember that conversation and to see Echo, see his transition and to see your transition as well at the same time. You're both blooming into new versions of yourselves, into these, this new version of what your relationship looks like. And it's so incredible to see you supporting him in the way that you do yeah. so fearlessly, so with just every ounce of love, every ounce of love. And I, it is incredibly heartbreaking to hear about these other parents who aren't showing their kids that same amount of love. It's not, it's, 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 to me, it's unimaginable to, to not accept your child the way that the way that they want you to accept them, the way that they want you to look at them. And so thank you for coming on here and sharing the story, honestly. And I hope that this story is going to help other parents show a bit more grace to their kids and whatever they come to them with whatever news. The theme of grace sort of keeps coming up in my life of late, you know, and it's just... He's a graceful, he's a graceful human. He is. Uh, he, I often say that he takes better care of me than I take care of him, it feels like. It's very much a two-way street, mm. you know? He takes really good care of me, too. Now I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the best compliment that we have the same heart, and I've done something right, you know? Yes. You have. It shows. It really, really, really does show. 
Yeah. And it's still, it, it's funny because there's still little surprises, like the voice deepening. And, mm. You know, I remember the first time I, he laughed and it was this deep guy laugh. And I was like, who the hell's in my house? <laughs> <laughs> and he answers the phone now. And I'm like, who the hell answered Echo's phone? <laughs> you know, there's still little things that we kind of laugh about. And I'm like, you're such a boy, you know? Yeah. He's like, stop telling me my legs are hairy. I'm like, but they are. <laughs> you know, it's just, there's little, little funny things that you gotta. It's like puberty part two. Yeah. For real. Yeah. But the one that he wanted. Yeah. You know? Mm. The one that he gets to celebrate. The one that he gets to celebrate. Fuck yeah. Mm. I love I that. I told him we were going to have a sulky 16 birthday party instead of a sweet 16, just because he was like. I like that. You know, a sulky sullen ah! teenager it doesn't you know back to the kids being teenagers being 16 <laughs> I, I want that to be a hashtag i want there to be a banner <laughs> i want t-shirts this is like i like this i want to redo my 16th birthday now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the new cancerian theme i'll just do for... a sulky 32 <laughs> sulky <laughs> I'll be there. I'll bring <laughs> tissues. <laughs> and Brad. <brownies. laughs> oh, Brownies and tissues coming up. Yes. Coming up. Glad we hit that same note. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. Um, <sighs> thank you for doing this. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being an open book. He's, he's excited to come back. I'm excited too. We're definitely. Yeah. That's going to happen. I was just thinking like maybe like like mother's day episode you guys come on we'll do like a special episode that would be fun well yeah we can't wait to see what he comes up with between now and then he joined a band Ooh. he uh, you know you know he's a musician he's an artist he's a creative he is he's he is amazingly creative he's amazingly talented his one of his latest art pieces i forget what the band's called i don't know how but they found me was he called? did okay i'm having like a brain recollection moment where i'm like was it echo that did this was he the one that was doing the art on the mirror yes yeah did he finish that yes it's, he just posted it the other day but this band that he likes he hmm. drew the lead singer and the band liked it on instagram really yeah so like big deal he's doing commissions now <gasps> they've started a band what does he play in the band he plays guitar and oh piano and vocals. Jeez, in the band, he plays guitar and vocals, but he plays piano at home. Oh, my god! He plays all the things and draws all the things. Do you, yeah, did you see the hats? No, I'm, like, struggling. Um, Which Littlest Boy Blue is his Instagram art account. Can we share that on, on this episode? You can. Okay. Oh. <gasps> it's so good. I, like I wonder he's like I'm like are you mine because I couldn't draw a stick person holy guacamole I know it's incredible wow. sorry I'm like going down the we've, we've just gotten really quiet because we're going down the rabbit hole of uh echoes amazing and one is speaking of his transition one of the things he sings and while he plays and he always tends to play his piano before bed 
So it's like in the next room, I can hear this beautiful voice and this playing from next door. But his voice has changed again. Mm. And he's coming into his own with his male voice. Because when he started the transition, he'd been singing for years. And one of his concerns was, am I going to be able to sing? As a man. As a male. And I actually, he was taking guitar, I believe, at the time. And I sort of reached out to some of the people there. And they're like, yes, you know, we can put him in with a voice teacher. But if he can sing now, he's just going to sing in a different key. Yeah. How you put it, I'm not it, yeah it would be like a yeah. lower octave a lower yeah. like a lower if they said yeah. in a different key but just to see him coming into his own voice because it took a while you know with the puberty like mm. oh yeah squeaky cracky voice and it's sort of it's developed into his own now so he's getting comfortable to sing with it again that's amazing mm. yeah oh, i'm so excited to like see both of you just continue to blossom and like hear where where you folks are in the next couple of months yeah like i said to him the other day it's something else i I forget even what he was saying um basically about who he's attracted to you know he mostly you know he's primarily attracted to men he's got a boyfriend at the moment which is another little trans kid another little one of my trans ones um not one i know very well but they've been friends for years and it's it's sweet watching them together, but the fact that he can come to his mother and talk about mm. not necessarily his relationship, but just, you know, mm. who or what he's attracted to, who or what piques his interest. Mm. I love that. You know? I hope for that. Right. Me too. Fuck. I know. I agree. That's how I know I did something right, because he's still talking. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking some days when, you know my back hurts from my binder or different teenage angst yeah you know that isn't trans specific but you know like with your boys and your girls you just you can't fix everything no there's a whole lot of shit that i am not going to be able to fix you know and sometimes i'll trudge to the basement and tell his father that i'm sad because he just said this you know he's having a hard time with this or that and it's not something i can fix yeah but he told me. I think I think there's something really important as a lesson in that for any parent um, and in anyone or for anyone that's in a relationship of like a lot of the times someone just needs you to listen, not fix. And like the best thing that we can do in a relationship for somebody else is just be there and hold the space for them and know yeah. that you are a safe person to come to and open up to and that at the end of the day you're like i see holding you, I space love you. is what it is yeah. you know i'm just there and he knows it's a safe space yeah i see you i love you and i'm not judging you yeah. and that's like i've told i've told my my partner jeff over and over and over again like you are going to have to help pull me out of my reaction if i am if i start slipping into a reaction mm-hmm. especially as the kids get older because my truth my core what i want as a parent is to be that that neutral safe space of like i can tell you what i want for you but at the end of the day what i want for you doesn't fucking matter because it's what you want for yourself that matters and i'm i want to make sure that that is what i'm showing up for at the end of the day even if on the inside i'm like (laughs) right yeah there's one thing that i've started doing with henry lately um 
because Henry is such a articulate little boy and it's out if he's having a particularly like tough tough moment where he's just he's buzzing he's up here and there's so much mental activity I'll just go to him and I'll say Henry do you need something from mommy or do you just need mommy to listen mm-hmm. and oftentimes all that's all it is he'll go I need you to just listen I'll go okay what do you need to say the floor is yours and then it just spills out and I remember years ago I remember it was when I had just found out I was pregnant with Henry I was terrified unplanned pregnancy terrified and I remember lying in bed this was days after I found out Ollie and I were still living in London Ontario and it was just things were so up in the air and I was lying in bed, Oliver was asleep, and I took out my journal, and I just could not stop my mind. I had to write. And what came pouring out was basically this letter to Henry. I don't even know his name yet. And in this letter, basically all I said was that, I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> basically all I said was that, I hope that you always know that I will listen to you, and that I hope that you threw out our life together that fuck man why am I crying so bad because you're perioding and you're in your feelings and you're sharing the sweetest fucking love letter to your unborn baby who's now here but that was like the one thing I was like I don't know what I have to do I don't know what life is gonna throw at us but the one thing that I always want you to know and that you can always count on me and that I'm gonna listen to you Mm. I will always listen and like hearing you reverberate that back in this conversation of like, that's all you need to do. You just need to listen. You need to be there. It's just, and, and it's time, you know, yeah. that we still go to that diner Yeah. that we still, you know, just our little, our little adventures, we call them, but it's just yeah. time. And even the other night he was playing animal crossing or something, you know? And he's like, I like that you're here. Yeah. I like that you're on the other end of the couch. I know we're not doing anything, but you're just here. Yeah. There's something to be said for just being there. To being present. To being present. You yeah. know? And I've been working a sh- shit ton lately, and he's like, but I miss you. I like when you're home. Mm. And who's 16-year-old wants them to be around? Yeah. So I'm blessed. I'm I think like, we well, should end this before I, I cry right? more. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, well, now I need to like book a date with Alexis tomorrow. Like, <laughs> but also leave my house. Bye. <laughs> yeah. We have a sleepover planned. They're going on a sleepover at like the. Yeah, my, I'm shipping my, my kids away too tomorrow. tomorrow. Like, Bye. <laughs> like, well, when you get back, we'll have a date. Yeah, right. I'm always here for you, but get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> fine line eh? balance balance (laughs) gotta gotta find some sort of balance right fuck but he's going to a party tomorrow night but that's nice that i get oh yeah you know that we get to be alone for an hour or two yeah and the older he gets like recently he's been like do you need me to go somewhere are you kidding me recently because we've been sort of spending time together his father and i more than we usually did and he's like do you need me to go somewhere so that you can be alone because I don't want you to be alone when I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> what's great is disgusting straight people. What's what's really great is you can like you can offer that back to him yeah. whenever he is bringing people home. Mm. It's like, do you do you need me to go so you can uh, be alone? 
here. And mm. they're very, they're sort of new. So he's like, no, you don't need to go. And I'm like, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> this is also, this is also my, my jam. This he is, told me I was had this conversation <laughs> on the show. Yeah. Where I'm like, no, no, I would like to leave. Like Just yesterday. <laughs> he's like, you're so straight. Oh, you're so boring. <laughs> <laughs> You have more rainbows than any straight person I've ever met. You are the gayest straight person I know, Mom. <laughs> I love that. Oh, oh God. Okay. Bless the yeah. babies. Bless. God bless. And we need to get Echo on the show as soon as possible. Yeah. Whenever he feels up to it. But it sounds like he's like well, he's totally, ready, totally he's ready. ready. Okay. He's all ready. right. Because I have <laughs> Tomorrow. No. <laughs> I asked before I came and he's like, and I'm like, are you okay with this? And he's like, no, I want you to. Fuck Aww. yeah. That's awesome. So, We're excited. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I imagine you're listening 2021. To let's do it. 2021. Fuck. Achilles going to be 2021. Waiting. Don't. Let's not open that can of worms right now. Yeah, let's don't. not. There's I know. I'm not there. ready. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so don't do it, Sarah. Don't do oh it. Gosh. No. Oh my God. I love you. Thank yeah. you for doing this. Uh, peace. Love. A whole lot of cum? Or not. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Momgasm Podcast. If you're loving what we're dishing out, check us out on Patreon and connect to us even more through monthly Zoom parties, blooper reels, snail mail, and so much more. You can join for as little as $2 a month. So what are you waiting for? Click on the link in our description for more information. If you're after something a little different, maybe you want to spruce up your wardrobe, Momgasm has you covered. Try one of our merch available through Bonfire. We have the official Momgasm line, plus our Riot's Not Diet selection, and we just dropped our newest Pussy Power line in Cunniling Yes! mugs. Ready to shop? That's what I thought. Follow the link in our description. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook where we share and connect daily. Click on our link tree on our Instagram to find all of our discount codes and event links. If you're looking for a more intimate community space, our free Facebook group, The Momgasm Den, is the place to be. It's our safe space to unleash your desires, find inspiration, and connect with other women. And as always, please remember to subscribe, share, and comment. Honestly, every little bit helps us to grow and reach more people who need momgasm the most. And that's all from us. We'll catch you next time. Mwah.